Today we're going to talk about side effects, beginning our series on side effects. Side effects of discipleship, but positive side effects, not diarrhea, stuff like that. Positive side effects of prayer today. Pray with me. Gracious Lord, here we are, all your children gathered in your house to worship you and to hear from you in prayer. Speak, Lord, for your servants listen in Jesus' name. Amen. So today, we're talking about prayer, and the title is Prayer Changes Things. How many of y'all think that's true? Prayer changes things. Uh, and does it change you? Does it change us? How many of y'all like change? How many of y'all like to be changed? Well, we're going to talk about that a little bit this morning. So, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Right? We know that. Do we do that? We're going to talk about that a little bit too. So our scripture for today is from the book of 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Let's see that scripture. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus that's the word of God for us the people of God thanks be to God okay so before we get into our scripture I want to um, to get you to think with me what is prayer how would you define prayer well, that definition that we came up with is prayer is conversing with God, not just talking to the Lord, but also listening. Prayer is a two-way street. Prayer is us talking to God and then listening to God for his response. Isn't that sometimes that we get it a little bit one-sided and we just want to give God our petitions, but we also need to commune with God. Why would we want to commune with God? It is a relationship builder. The more we commune with God, the more we hear from Him, the more we understand Him, the more we love Him, the more we want to commune with Him. Do you see the process? So our prayer life 
has so much to do with being who God wants us to be. In prayer, we get to know Him. And yes, by being in prayer, by seeing Him work, we grow confident in our relationship with Him. How many of you know that you are a child of the King? How many of you live like you're a child of the King? How many of you act like you're a child of the King? How many of you are bold enough like you're a child of the King? That's who we are. And we need to be confident in that. And God gives us that confidence. And let me tell you, some good news, and we're big on good news. The good news, and you'll hear this throughout the rest of the sermon. The good news is God's got it. Whatever it is, whatever you need, whatever your prayer request is, God's got it. Do you know that? Then rest in that. Take joy in that. God's got it. If you don't get anything else today, you can go home now. God's got it. Do we remember that when we're going through our difficulties, when things are happening? Okay, so next is, so why pray? Why should we pray? Well, we just talked about communing with God, getting to know Him. And I did a little bit of research, just a little bit. And the word pray, or some connotation of it, prayer, praying, in the Bible is mentioned 375 times. Do you think that might be important to us? How many of y'all can count that high? 375 times it's mentioned. Okay, so why pray? The first is that Jesus is our example, isn't he? Isn't that who we're trying to live our lives like? Isn't that who we're trying to become? Is like Jesus and his example to us was the scripture says that he but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed often daily usually to start every day it was important to him, and he's the Son of God. How important is it for us to go to God in prayer daily, often? We know that God's got it, but why should we do anything different than what Jesus did. He is our example. 
And we know that what he says, we can do. We can trust. And he would go to his father every day to get reassured of exactly what his marching orders were. Do we ever ask God to show us what to do, how to do it, how to live in that day, one day at a time? Okay, so why pray? Well, because he's God. And the understanding I want you to get from that is that you're not. We're not God. Now, Eve wanted to try to be like God. And part of our sin nature does that too. But we're not God, and He is. So what does that mean for us when we admit that He's God? Well... Scripture tells us that we are to come near to God and He will come near to you. Draw near to God and He'll draw near to you. Your different translations. Why would God say, you come first, then I'll come? It's a matter of our heart. Who do we need? Do we place our trust in us? Or do we place our trust in Him? Who do we desire to be in control? Him or us? And that word control is a big issue. Especially this day and time. Are we willing to give up control and draw near to God in order to get His presence in our life. What can you get from God's presence with you? Anything you need. His presence is where His power is. His presence is where His healing is. His presence is where His wisdom is. His presence is where all of God's fullness is. So when we're in His presence, everything is available to us. Why would we not want to be in His presence? And there again, in His presence, He's got it. Say it with me. He's got it. I want you to understand that. He's got it. And Scripture tells us, that with God, all things are possible. Everything is available to us in His presence. And another reason that we would do it, why pray? How many of you know that God cares? Oops, sorry. Yep, you're right. No, back up. I skipped over that. Rejoice always. All right, we already did that, right? Rejoice always. When? Always. 
In what? All things. Why? Because God's got it. Can you remember how good He's been to you? Can you remember how He carried you through those difficulties? Can you remember when you needed the cavalry and it showed up and it was God? Remember and rejoice and be glad in everything. Now, God cares. Scripture says that we are to cast all of our anxiety on Him because He cares for you. Another translation is cast your cares on Him for He cares for you. I want you to understand those are two different kinds of cares and God has both of them. He wants to, and He does, care about you and He wants to care for you. That's how much He cares. And you can trust that. And then it says, first, I mean, the first Peter is that scripture we just used, and then first Thessalonians 5:16 from our scripture for the day says, "Pray continually." How can you do that? You pray when you go to bed. You pray when you eat. Pray when you're between in difficult circumstances. How can we pray continually? Well, Jesus told his disciples i got to go home so I can send to you the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will be with you, in you, to direct you, counsel you, comfort you, and remind you of everything that I have taught you. The Holy Spirit directs all of what is godly in our lives. He wants you to pray, and prayer is praises and concerns and concerns for all those five groups that we talked about for the children but yes so with that we can know that God cares by the Holy Spirit triggering in us leading us to pray continually how many of you can you know, can, can hear ambulance noises? How many of you can hear police car noises? How many of you can see circumstances in our lives? And I don't mean with blinders, I mean see. That's when the Holy Spirit triggers us to pray. To pray for those that we see that are hurting. To pray for those that the ambulance is going to help. To pray for those that are being uh, involved in the police circumstance. Whatever it is, pray continually. As long as we've got breath. So pray continually. And then I want you to know the next thing is that we're a process 
How many of you think that you're the same as you were yesterday? How many of you can remember how you were a year ago before COVID? We're a process, and God is working in and through us in that process. The process, if you'll remember with me, is before your Christianity days, you were lost. You were stuck in your sin. You were self-centered. We were, all of us, in a lost state. And then again, we were born again. God, in His love and grace, paid the price for all of us and freed us from the burden of our sin. And we were born again. How many of y'all remember that? I think when I went through that experience, I was ready to go chew down trees or whatever Jesus told me to do. I was so excited. was fired up. And that's what, as our relationship has grown. Does it change? Well, we're a process. We learn to allow the Holy Spirit to influence our lives. And that is by degree. Some of us have gotten to the point that we're allowing more. Some of us are just now beginning to let the Holy Spirit have its way but we need to be led by what the Holy Spirit wants us to do. And that means to submit to Him, to yield to Him in our life, and be open to hearing and listening what He wants us to do. And I want you to understand, that's when we know that we get to, that we don't have to got to. Or flip it the other way. Not because I got to, because I get to. That's what it's all about. God does a work in us. And then all of a sudden, we start to invite Him to take control of our life. We ask Him to be in control. We allow Him. And then we are obedient to what He tells us to do. And then once we're obedient, then we see the results and we are amazed and it goes over again. Because the more we see God, the more we want God. And the Holy Spirit is the impetus for that. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to be real and powerful and leading our lives. And so, yes... We're a process, but He's the source, and His power is what's changing us. We're His process, and we need to understand that He's already got it. And then I think as we realize that he's God, that God cares, and that we're a process, then we need to see 
that he answers. And how does he answer? Yes. No. Not now. Not time. God answers. And his best that he wants for us. Which is why we rejoice because we know that he wants the best for us and sometimes we have to wait his answer is not always what we want but he tells us to give thanks in every circumstance not because of the circumstance but in the circumstance. Because in the circumstance, we know what? He's got it. In the middle of the circumstance, in the middle of the trial, in the middle of the fire, in the middle of the difficulty, He's got it. And He wants what's best for His children. And He's going to bring about what is best. Give thanks in all circumstances. He answers our prayers. Now, let me turn that on you real quick. Is sometimes he uses you to answer other people's prayers. God can use his children to bless his children, can he? We're in fellowship as a family. And sometimes God wants us to be in communion with Him so He can show us how to benefit others. So it's not all about us. Prayer changes us. Prayer can change their lives. Prayer is God's ability to show us how to walk the walk. And so, that's why and our last point is it's about His will. Not about my will. Not about my agenda. Not about my priorities. But the last part of our scripture says, for this is God's will for you. In Christ Jesus. It's God's will. For us. Not in the flesh. But in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' plan. In Jesus' purpose for my life. In His directing my life through the Holy Spirit. That's God's will. Are we ready? To do God's will? Are we ready to get out of the way? And let God's will work through us. Not just for us. But for the family. For the kingdom. For all of God's purpose. To be a vessel 
of Almighty God. That's His will for us, folks. I'm going to go to preaching in a minute. That's what He wants. That's why we're here. His will for us. And then I want to close with this scripture because I think it's often misused or misthought. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You've heard that before. And it's a promise. And it's a fact. God says, I will do whatever you ask of me. Once you filter it through the Holy Spirit, once you understand my ways, once you're submitted to my ways being done in your life, once you care more about me being glorified than you being glorified, then I will do whatever you ask in my name. Can't we do that? Do you understand what a privilege God's giving us? It's His will for us to be used by Him to bring Him glory and to be used through prayer for Him to change us and to change those around us. In each and every circumstance, May we be led by the Holy Spirit. May we be submitted to God's will being done through the Holy Spirit. By the very nature of Jesus that indwells us in the Holy Spirit. May we be changed and may we be used by Him to change the world one circumstance at a time may we be people of prayer may we allow the power of prayer to be evident in our lives pray with me gracious Lord how blessed we are we thank you that you didn't leave us like we were that we're a process, that you're working in us and through us, that the Holy Spirit is directing us. Lord, may we hear, may we allow, may we invite, may we obey as you show us in Jesus' name. Amen. As we come to our time of prayer, what better place to pray than at the foot of the Jesus right here at these altars. If there's some of us who are weak in the Spirit, Scripture tells us that we are to be continually refilled with the Holy Spirit. Allow that to be refilling in us 
so that we can hear, so that we can respond, so that we can be used in the process that God wants for us. This altar is open, and we'll be glad to pray with you anytime. Stand with me now as we sing our closing hymn.